NRL Fantasy Podcast time brought to you as always by Harvey Norman. Round team lists have dropped and not for the first time this year, Dom Rock. There is a lot of bad news. A lot of carnage yet again. Only two rounds left. Um, you know, at least it's almost <laughs> it's almost over the pain of these team lists every Tuesday. <laughs> Five or six big names being out. But uh, yeah, tough week. You're oh, doing man. well if you've got a full 17 this week. Very well. Trades. Or if you've got any trades yeah. left, yeah. Not, not surprised that a few are being rested. It happens every single year. We knew it was coming and it's certainly happening. Uh, let's get stuck into what we've got to deal with. Starting off on Thursday night, uh, Rabbitohs up against the Bulldogs. South have lost Dane Gagai to suspension. Uh, Jackson Paulo in on the wing. Hame Selly replaces Pat Mago on the bench. So no real changes there other than um, the forced ones. Yeah, very little doing. Uh, in this team, Campbell Graham's been really good of late. Um, some scores in the 50, 59 last week. Um, cover centre and winger fullback, which would be handy in a week like this when there's a couple of big name uh, winger fullbacks out. Don't know if he's a trade in there necessarily. I mean, this week we're going to cover some really big outs. So you're going to have a lot of money to spend if you're trading them. So you're looking at the elite players. Uh, Damien Cook's one of them. He got 68 last week. But a hooker, and you've probably got hookers. So yeah, not much else to speak of at Souths at the moment. Mm. Bally Siren and uh, a handy score for those that jumped on him uh, mid-season as a, a cheaper option as well. Um, but yeah, not much doing there, like you said. Bulldogs have um, Tim Lafay recalled at centre. Dylan Waitani is less down, moves to the wing. Uh, Nick Meaney dropped because apparently Nick Meaney was the problem. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Matt Dury out injured. He won't play again this year. Did his PCL last week. Chris Smith starts at lock. Josh Jackson goes back to the edge. Luke Thompson, uh, who's been a, a super dud by since uh, we brought him in. He's back at prop uh, to it goes to the bench, Tony Katoa recalled. Um, so plenty of changes there. Only a couple of them fantasy relevant. Yeah, Thompson's due a good score. So maybe this is the week he'll do it when uh, every point's necessary, but probably not. Yeah, um, yeah, a few, quite a few changes. Uh, Lachlan Lewis has been hitting good scores in the last couple of weeks. Not necessarily playing great on the field, but another 60 after a, what, 90 or something the week before. So getting through a lot of uh, tackles and a lot of kick meters. And there's not a lot else you want in terms of keepers in that team at the moment. Mm. Although if, I know Averillo is still in quite a few teams and now that he's starting at 5 8 he got 40-odd last yeah. week. It's pretty handy. Yeah. Those that, that do have him is, uh, like you said, every point is is useful. Um, so the fact that he will be producing, you would think, a similar-ish score uh, this round plays at centre. So if you've got any of your Lomaxes mm. or Campbell Grahams, Josh Morris's, Stephen Crichton's, those sort of players who are dual, then um, Avrilo comes in. You can plug a, a gap in your uh, your back three if you are sitting on him. Uh, Friday footy starts off up there in Townsville. The Cowboys hosting the Panthers. Um, probably the biggest name here, or the most relevant talking point, isn't in the 17 at all, but it's uh, jersey number 18 with Jason Tamalolo, hopefully uh, a chance of returning. Yeah, a big one for those who have held on to him. Um, could be back slightly earlier than uh, initially expected. Would be a big in, obviously. At least we'll know early in the round um, on Friday night. So you can make you know a trade if you need to, if it's not back or or you know suit you know plan your trades for the rest of the week, depending on whether he's in or out. Um, very big one, Ruben Cotto. We've talked up a bit in the last couple of yep. weeks. Got forty two last week, which is pretty good for his price. Um, the hammer misfired again. Got to try, didn't matter. Well, he was not, on not a good buy. Eleven points after about four minutes with the try. I thought he might be a chance of cracking twenty, but didn't quite pan out that way. Tough opposition for uh, 
rookie winger. Well, yeah, we th- we thought he was going to score probably poorly against Melbourne, but a, a try inside five minutes, I was hoping that 17 might... Um, you might get more mm. than 17. Um, I'm sure there was something else I was going to mention. With Josh Maguire suspended, there's probably a bit of extra incentive mm. for Tamalolo to play, although you would imagine if he's fit, he plays, and if he's not fit, he doesn't. Um, but, yeah, he will certainly be useful to them if he is available. Um, looking at the Panthers, I was kind of worried slash expecting... Cleary and so on to be rested. It hasn't really panned out. Api Corusau, who um, came back from a calf injury and picked up a head knock last week, probably unsurprising he's given a week off. Uh, James Tamo rested isn't particularly fantasy relevant. Um, may, I guess, be good for James Fisher-Harris, but he played almost 80 minutes last week anyway. Um, as a Slyota starts, Jack Hetherington, who's in a few teams, back onto the bench in the mm-hmm. 17, so he might get a few points if anyone's desperate for um, a score in the 17 there. Yeah, I mean, it all it all helps these, this week. Um, every scorer uh, counts. Yeah, um, clearly, clearly not being rested is obviously good this week. We're assuming that, that these teams aren't going to rest players in round 20. I mean, it's happened before. Yeah. It's a chance. I, th- I mean, I think it's I a think chance. Cleary's talked about, yeah. I mean, um, if you're going to rest someone, you'd be resting them for the plane trip, the huge day of travel up to Townsville, surely. I mean, maybe one or two might get the round 20 off, but you'd think key spine players, you kind of want your combos, you know, to, to go through into the finals. You don't want to be messing with your spine on the end of the finals if you don't have to. Mm. I mean, regardless, you can't really do anything about it at this point. Cleary should be in your team, ideally. Uh, and there's no use, you know, thinking about round 20 just yet with all these fires to put out this week. Um yeah, Cleary, obviously going to be a big captaincy option this round. Got 87 last week. Great score. Um, I'm guessing it'll be the most popular captain with Haas out. Is he going to be your captain this week? Cleary? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, it's him. I mean, Carrigan could be handy with Haas out and McInnes has been going really well, but I mean, it's pretty hard to look past Cleary's ceiling so high. I know he didn't go great against the Broncos the other week when I thought he was going to get 100, but um, assuming he does play, then Cowboys are not the strongest opposition. It could be some attacking stats on offer. Yeah, I think with those, even with blowout games, um, Cleary does make more tackles, I think, than a lot of halfbacks. When if, if the game's a little closer and he can get 25 tackles in, that obviously is better than if he gets 10 tackles, say, and his team scoring tries at the time. So it does kind of um, help if the game's a little closer because you can still score a ton through kick meters and you know the odd assist and goals and whatever. So, yeah, he's not necessarily better if it's a blowout, unless he's the one scoring tries. No. Well, I mean, he scored well against the Eels last week without really, he had one try assist, but there was hardly any sort of tackle bust. It was mostly base. I think it was four goals, 25 tackles, 100 run metres, 500 kick metres. Like it was just a bit of everything um, yep. rather than lighting up yeah, in attack. Um, speaking of the Eels, they're the, uh, the Friday night game hosting the Brisbane Broncos. Uh, Reed Marnie, named to return from that shoulder injury at Hooker. Ray Stone drops straight out with a thumb injury, which means uh, the rest of the bench remains unchanged. Marisa Niakore also not back um, from suspension because he still has a rib injury. Um, so just the one change there. Yeah, I think um, almost nothing new for fantasy coaches this week. If you've got Moses and Madison, these guns, then, you know, good. They're going great. I wouldn't necessarily buy any of them this week. So probably as per as far as the Eels go. I have nothing to add. Uh, 
Brisbane have um, the first piece of really bad news, um, which involves Payne Haas. Obviously, uh, we heard earlier this month his brother had passed away. So um, very sad news for the Haas family. He's been given compassionate leave to leave the bubble and um, spend some time with his family. So um, hopefully all is well or as well as it can be with him. But for our fantasy purposes, it leaves a big hole in a lot of teams. Um, Elsewise, Reese Kennedy out suspended. So Ben Teo um, and Joe Offengawi, the new prop pairing. Sean O'Sullivan is out. Brody Croft is injured. So Tyson Gamble, I think it's his club debut. He's in in the halves. Um, so a few changes there for the Broncos. Yeah, plenty uh, happening. The big thing is Haas, as you said. Um, if you've got a trade or certainly more than one trade, do you trade Payne Haas out this week? I think for overall points, you probably do. Yeah. Probably, I mean, we saw, he could play next week, right? Like we saw Joey Lador yeah. and I think Boyd Cordner sort of go out of the bubble and then come back in um, in short order because, you know, I think the way it was managed and, and so on, they were deemed to be low risk. So there's a chance that Haas still plays um, the final week. But, you know, with that much money in your tied up in, in one player and, and must win sort of head-to-head finals, then there's certainly a case to, to sell him. Yeah, I mean, I guess one tricky thing is a lot of the the other elite players are either in your team already or not playing this week with all these guys getting rested. So there's fewer options. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, with all that money, as you say, and the, the chance he doesn't come back next week as well. Um, I mean, we have no idea at this point if he's playing round 20 or not. So yeah. something to think about. And yeah, Carrigan, captaincy option, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah. He scores really well when Haas is out. Exactly. Um, the Saturday afternoon footy kicks off with the Sea Eagles and the Titans out there at Lotto Land. Um, Lachlan Croker starting due to Kate Cust's injury. Danny Levi back at hooker. Corey Waddell into the side. Tom Travojevic, who should be in no one's team still, but he's a chance of returning finally um, after being named in Jersey 21. Yeah, Travojevic could be a factor, I guess, if he does come into the team. Uh, Saturday afternoon with, um, as I mentioned, Tedesco and Pappenhausen out. People will be looking for a second or third uh, winger fullback. So he's one of the best that is still uh, fit. Um, Cherry Evans is the other one. He's been going gangbusters recently. Um, probably should be in your team ideally at this point. Again, probably a captaincy option as well. If you're looking for a left field option, he got 84 last week. Um, could go big against the Titans, theoretically. Yeah, I mean, the Titans have been bad recently, but uh, Cherry Evans still with goal-kicking duties with uh, Ruben Garrick still sidelined, so plenty of opportunities for him to score some points. Marty Tapao scoring pretty solidly mm-hmm. as well. Uh, Titans team is close to unchanged. Kevin Proctor finally back from suspension. Both Fermore out. <coughs> Excuse me, with a hamstring injury and Tana Boyd in for Aaron Clark on the bench. Yeah, so good scores there for usual suspects, um, like Fodawaka, 58, Jamal Fogarty, 61, who's just been uh, incredible this year, going from a, a cash cow to a genuine keeper in the halves. Um, AJ Brimson got 41 last week, which, you know, not a massive score, but considering he didn't do that much in attack, it's really handy for a fullback to score like that. He had a couple of try saves and uh, a lot of run meters. So those guys all doing well. I think Tyron Peachy had a Bit of an underwhelming score, 38, but um, yeah, decent chance he backs back, bounces back this week. The fact that he's still starting at, <clears throat> excuse me, at lock forward with um, the departing JRS on the bench is uh, good news for anyone who did grab him as a, a centre option um, back when he sort of started kicking along well. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Storm and West Tigers, the second Saturday game. Still no Ryan Pappenhausen. Massive blow for everyone who is sitting on him. Um, Achilles tightness was the report last week, so uh, maybe just still being managed. Christian Welch back at prop after a one-week suspension. Nelson Asper-Solomon goes to lock Tino Fasua Malaawi to the bench in place of Darren Shonig. And Brendan Smith, who's in quite a few teams still, uh, named in Jersey 18 as he eyes a comeback from a broken cheek or jaw. Yeah, Pappenhausen, the beat news here. We thought he would be back this week, but there was always a chance he was going to miss a couple with an injury. So, again, probably one to trade if you've got him. This is tough because you've only got two trades to make and there's a lot of players who you could uh, theoretically trade out this week. So, um, you know, advantage, I guess, to those who traded him out last week. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I think he's got to go. Um Big Tino can score well off the bench as well as mm. if he starts. So I wouldn't be too spooked by that if he's in your team. And uh, the others, Smith, Munster, both got 60s last week. Mm. Um, usual kind of thing. What you, usual what you expect. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, West Tigers, Tommy Talau has been dropped again, which is bad news for quite a few coaches. Joey Leilua uh, back from injury, replacing him in the centres. Uh, Josh Reynolds comes into the halves with Luke Brooks suspended. Sam McIntyre, who's in uh, plenty of teams and available at centre, is a huge um, you know, talking point promoter to the, uh, the starting side, so that'll affect a lot of teams um, in place of Luke Garner. And Jacob Little yeah. dropped, which is the strangest selection call, I think, of the week, that the young guy <laughs> who's staying at the club dropped with, you know, the guy who's departing playing 80 minutes against the team that he's on loan from with um, Russell Packer and Zane Musgrove recalled for what's a pretty large-looking uh, bench at this point. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting one. They've, um, I mean, the Tigers in general have made... Um, a lot of surprising changes, I guess, this week, dropping players, you know, big name players that have been out of form and um, really trying to make statements with teamless every week. So, yeah, not so much looking to the future, but maybe looking towards uh, recent performances, I guess. But yeah, McIntyre's the winner, getting a starting spot. Tommy Talau, bad time for him to get dropped again for those who have him. Um, would have been really handy in the back three, covering for Tedesco or Pappenhausen. Uh, but that's not to be. Uh, and yeah, those who held on to Harry Grant, he played 80, I think, last week and the week before, even with Little in the team. So yeah. this week, with no Little, he's guaranteed 80. Talking about the, well. the papers that he was going to sort of be phased down, that Little and potentially even Ryan Simkin were going to get some more minutes because they were the, you know, the future guys that were staying around. And the first week that the Tigers officially can't make finals and can start planning for next season, and they drop the future guy mm. and stick with the guy who's departing. So... Strange move there from uh, from Michael Maguire. And your Roosters and Sharks uh, round out Super Saturday. Roosters, the other really bad piece of news uh, for this week. James Tedesco rested. Shouldn't be surprised, I don't think. But, um, yeah, no Teddy. Joseph Manu goes to fullback. Mitch Orbison um, breaks the club games record at the um, in the centres, which is probably fairly fitting um, for the uh, everywhere man who's used to filling in throughout his career. Uh, Freddie Lussick joins the bench. Siwa Taukiaho also rested given uh, Hargreaves is back. Uh, he starts at prop alongside Lindsay Collins with Crichton returning to the bench. Yeah, so massive news there for Tedesco. Um, I mean, at least for head-to-head finals, you know, everyone's got him. So it's pretty much a wash. Your opponent probably has Tedesco as well, unless you're very unlucky. So it's more a test of your depth, I guess, who's got the most yeah. reserves who are, um, you can call up this week, especially available at winger fullback. 
Um, you know, you could trade him, obviously, if you if you need to. But I think if you can hold um, for head-to-head at least, because he's a guy who can score 100 on any given week, and that could be the difference in grand final week. Um, otherwise, for overall points, I mean, yeah, yeah, every point matters. So consider a trade, I guess, like if any of these guys with only two rounds to go. Um, no other real obvious buys that I haven't spoken about before in that team. A lot of good yeah. scorers last week, as you'd expect against the Well, Lions. yeah, they, they lit up against uh, against Newcastle. Anyway, Sharks are uh, actually unchanged um, team list-wise after that late um, win over the Warriors that ensured they will play finals. Um, I've mentioned this a few times, but geez, see for Talakai would have been a good mid-season pickup. Was he in the 70s last week? Yeah, 76. You, you did mention him like mid-season. I felt like it out of nowhere the, and then. Yeah, it was the week that Nakora got dropped. And he, yeah. he scored a couple of 38, 39 type scores and he was still like sub 300. I'm like, might be a bit of value here. And then he went, nah, stop being silly and didn't do it. But it yeah, would have gone all right. He's made about 300 grand now. Yeah. And the comment with Wade Graham out, um, he's into the starting team and he's still scoring. Like his points on minute is fantastic. Got through a lot of uh, meters, bus, 36 tackles last week. So. Uh, yeah, probably a really good score in the last few rounds. Um, otherwise, Sean Johnson's still um, getting involved, getting tries, scoring fifties, fifty-five. So, one of those keeper halves. Went into a head-to-head finally, one of my leagues, needing um, my opponent's Toby Rudolph to score sub thirty, and he was still on the bench mm. on twenty-four with about seven minutes to go, and then he came on and scored a try and I lost by plenty but um, yeah he recovered to score another 51 so going handy for those that uh, held on to Rudolph uh, Raiders and the Warriors 2pm Sunday thank heavens 2pm Sunday footy is back yes. I'm getting a little bit over those Sunday nights um, yeah cracking afternoon of footy Raiders have uh, just the one change with Havili listed to start at Hooker and Tom Starling going back to the bench but who knows if um, you know how many switcheroos they do on game day they've been doing mm. a few lately yeah absolutely you can't really um, read too much into where those middle forwards are starting on Tuesday compared to game day um, uh, Starling's been playing a lot of minutes so I'm guessing he's going to either start or at least come on fairly early in the first half that would have been wrong before um Otherwise, points-wise, Hudson Young was massive on the weekend. Got 86 yeah. points. Got, I think, one try. Went close once or twice. Apart from that, um, bust, mm. offloads, a lot of tackles. Yeah, he was massive. I'd say it's the best game of his career by a fair way. Yeah, he was phenomenal yeah. playing in the middle. I think middle's definitely his spot. He was pretty quiet those games. He was playing on the edge. But, um, yeah, he was amazing. Yeah, and otherwise, um, Whiten and Bateman both got big scores. They're kind of not super popular buys this year, but um, kind of, you know, pod options in the halves or second row. Bateman had two try saves from memory. You don't see that too often. Um, yeah. They play... Yeah, exactly. They play the Warriors, who are now out of the running for finals. Uh, the lone players have all departed. Um, I think Jermaine Tanoa Brown's also suspended, so there's a few. They're pretty much running on fumes now, uh, team list wise. Adam Kieran at centre, and Hayes Perham goes to the wing. Um, Lachlan Byrne to the starting side. Elias Katoa returns, uh, which is good news for them. And uh, Tom Arle makes his debut on the bench. Yeah, Toho Harris, the the one bit of good news from this Warriors team has been um, getting tons and tons of fantasy points, 68 more uh, last week. Um, Tuabasa Shek, I thought may have hurt his 
leg and an injury towards the end of that game. Yeah, it was on, a but, cork, I think. Yeah, okay. So this was one of those games that I thought, you know, they're out of the uh, out of the finals race, two rounds to go. They might um, rest him, but not at this point. Um, maybe just a question mark on whether you want to get him if you're trading out uh, Pappenhausen or uh, Tedesco. Uh, I guess they haven't got many other options these days anyway. Um, mm. And otherwise, Jez Devanga, another kind of disappointing score, 43. Um, he got a head knock in the first half, but still spent some time on the bench in the second half, so his minutes were a bit down. Yeah, I mean, the the head knock sort of came at a time where if he passed, which he obviously did, then um, it was almost going to boost his minutes because he got a rest when he was due to go off uh, anyway. It wasn't... Uh, always gets demerits. What is it? 14 demerits in that game. So it would have been 57 points in 47 minutes without the missed tackles and errors and penalties. But um, yeah, if he could cut out the uh, the demerits, he'd be a lot more handy. Um, final game of the round is the Knights hosting the Dragons up there at McDonald Jones Stadium. I'm pretty sure this is Old Boys Day, so it'll be a big occasion for them. They're headed for their first final series in seven years. Callum Ponga returns. Tex Hoy goes to the halves with Mason Lenor uh, dropped. Mitch Barnett is also back. Um, Chris Randall starts at hooker for the suspended Kurt Mann. Um, it's one in and one out that's going to affect quite a few head-to-head uh, finals this weekend. You would think Heimel Hunt also replaces Shibasaki in the back line. Yeah, so Kurt Mann's been uh, one of the big surprise packets of the season and those who have held on to him uh, throughout. He's switched to hooker, have really cashed in in uh, recent weeks, but he's suspended this week. Um, so, yeah, Chris Randall, who's in a lot of teams, uh, gets his chance uh, in the starting side as well. So very good news there for people who have to play uh, him this round. Um, Callum Pong will get the goal kicking back with Mason Lino out as well, so a bit more good news there. Um, otherwise, uh, Mitchell Pierce and Daniel Safidi both got scores in the 50s last week. Pierce has been uh, really solid of late as the main uh, playmaker again. So I don't think it's a buy, but those who have held on to him, I think the league leader, the overall leader in fantasy, has got Mitchell Pierce in his team. So wow. he's been uh, very surprising. There you go. Uh, Dragons have very few changes. Tarek Sims returns in place of Billy Britton on the bench. Max Fearguy makes his debut with Tyrell Formaiono dropping to the reserves. Uh, yeah, so I guess Ben Hunt's the winner with Billy Britton off the bench, you know, out of the 17. So Hunt should play the full 80, um, which again, I guess makes him a now a left field captaincy option. He was a really big scorer when he was playing 80 at Booker. Mm. Has had a couple of quiet scores in the 40s um, where he's been off on the bench for you know, 18 minutes or something. So uh, this will help his score quite a lot. Cameron McGuinness scored in the 80s last week. Another captaincy option. Yep. Yeah, I think I said on the pod last week that the game against the Raiders should be the sort of game that, that suits McInnes. I was sort of half right and yeah. suited McInnes, although the game was a bit more of a blowout than I was expecting. But um, yeah, he had a, another massive score, uh, unsurprisingly. Um, yeah, left field captaincy option, but um, yeah, probably not ahead of your, your clearies unless you really need to gamble. Um, should we get into some questions? Let's do it. Actually, a few. Not... Okay. Um, where they start? A few people, a few people still alive in their leagues. Yeah, a few people with trades left. 
a few just comments as well. Dom Sullivan 18, <laughs> my team this week was a year that you would be 2020. I feel your pain. Um, Paul Burton says, is Daly Chairman's a must have for the last two rounds? I've got two trades remaining, thinking of using one to bring him in. Um, yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. If you can use it to trade out one of these guys who was missing this week and bring in DCE, that's probably a, um, you know, 70 point swing towards your team. So, mm. uh, yeah. The trade, don't think it'll be rested next week with Manly out of the eight. Well, yeah, you'd think he might as well play the uh, the final week. Um, they try and play for, you know, just as strong a finish as they can get. Um, James Robson, another, not so much a question as a comment, but just uh, sends best wishes to Payne Haas, who's getting some overdue family time during what must be a tough time for him. He's spoiled all of us rotten this year with his consistency as a captaincy option, so hopefully he takes the time he needs um, if he wants. So, yeah, I agree with that. Well said. Yep. Um, Matt Toby writes in, who to trade Taukiaho for? Have enough money to trade him for anyone? Uh, well, without knowing who's in his team already, it's a bit tricky. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think at this stage, you, you pretty much just go to the stat centre, see who's the uh, the best average that is in your team and mm. look like trading him in. A lot of those guys aren't playing this week. You know, Yahas is probably Tamalolo, Tedesco and the like. So, um yeah, it'll narrow it down a fair bit. I don't know if there's any left field options you can think of. Um, yeah, I mean, when you say sort by average, I was almost going to suggest sort by um, the the form last three average column, which might get you a better indication, which tosses up um, of players who are playing this week. Mikey Fodawaka, top of the pops, then Pat Carrigan, then Nelson Asifa Solomona, who is starting at lock this week and has banged over for a few tries this year. So uh, Big Nelson could be the... Um, the left field option. Um, Fisher Harris also had a, he's sort of been a little bit mediocre this year with his scores. His defensive requirements have dropped pretty substantially with Isaiah Yo soaking up quite a bit mm. of those middle tackles, but um, he was fantastic against the Eels last week. High sixties, I think he got. Um, so he has a few, um, a few potentially options outside the, uh, the obvious ones. Um, Josh writes in, would you play Michael Jennings, who lines up at centre against Katoni Staggs? Uh, Jennings, the Eels left centre, Staggs, the Broncos right centre this Friday night. Um, or would you play Jake Averillo listed at 5 um, but available at centre in fantasy, expecting a big score from the Eels against the Broncos? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they could go either way, I think, for, mm. for Jennings up against Staggs. Staggs had defensive issues, but he's also... You know, has knocked over a few rival centers and wingers on the way to long range try. So there could be missed tackles going Jennings way as well. Who knows? I mean, by default, yeah. I would I would lean towards the five eighth over the center. I think um, Tavarillo, as we said, what did he get? Scoring around forty or something last week. He got week, forty. Is... He got two try assists. I don't know if we're expecting him to get two try assists per week. And it comes down to thirty points without without those. His base wasn't too bad. 15 tackles, 70-odd run metres. Didn't really do any kicking. Obviously, with Lachlan yeah. was taking all the long kicks, he got 60 kick metres, which is only good for three points. Um, so a little bit of everything, plus a, a few missed tackles in his 40, but um, could just as easily be 30 or, or 28 or you know, yeah, could be 50 if Even, he does some stuff. Yeah. Even 30, if you can book in 30 <laughs> over Jennings, it's probably still worth it. I'd probably lean towards Avarillo, but what do you think? Would too. I mean, even Jennings, you know, his big attacking games, unless he's going to get multiple tries, then he's probably not going to get much more than 40, I don't think, anyway. So, yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'd probably stick with Avarillo, but 
it's no guarantee that you know either could outscore the other one by 20 but i think that's probably the safer option um yep. class of anfield love your work would you be able to remind me how many trades we started the season within round one and what was it reduced to i don't remember was it 34 down to 26 30, up to 28 34 it definitely so was 34 to, to start with i think yeah. it may have gone down to 28 and then an extra two extra two up to 30. 30. Yeah, I think this is off the top of my head, and this the whole year is a blur at this point for me. <laughs> it's just it's such a mess. I um, left the house, I've got a kid, it's <laughs> <times. laughs> cabin fever everywhere. Um, yeah, I feel you. Ryan Didrickson, uh, thinking about trading Haas to McInnes with his final trade, or should he try and hold off for grand final week? It's tough. I mean, you've got to wait, you've got to make the grand final first, so it's no point sitting on a trade and then not making the grand final and having nothing to do with it, is there? Yeah. And, um, you know, McInnes haven't scored as well as Haas this year, but it's been close. So there's even a, a chance that McInnes outscores Haas next year, next week anyway. Um, mm. Yeah, I'd strongly consider making it. I mean, for overall points, I think I'd, you'd definitely make it because even if Haas scores 70 this week, you know, you bring in someone who scores 50, and that's 100 over two weeks. So, mm. um, uh yeah, I'd strongly consider making it. Depends what the rest, if you've got other things to do as well. Yeah. You know, and if you've got one, if it's your last trade, then maybe weigh it up, mm. see what your opponent's going to do. I think unless you're really heading for a, a likely head-to-head win without making the trade, I would probably be tempted to do it and, and ensure you, you make the grand final. Um, Broncos play the third game of the round on Friday night, so I guess you could theoretically sit for a, a game, game and a yep. half, and see how the uniques go, and then pull the trigger on it, um, unless you need the, the new buyer to be the, the captain. Obviously, then you've got to do it pre-round. But, um, yeah, on, on balance, I'd probably be making the trade myself. Even grand final week, I'm just looking ahead. Broncos play Cowboys in the first game of the round. So if Haas does come back and play, it's got to be pretty quick and it's a game the Broncos can probably win. I don't know, man. That doesn't really change Haas' scores. Um, McInnes will be up against Melbourne on the Sunday afternoon of the last round, so that could be a lot of tackles. So, mm. yeah, I, I don't mind McInnes at all as an alternative to Haas. Yeah, I agree. Um, Ryan Burgess is back. He says, send help, lads. I've got two trades left. Um, is Haas going to come back? Um, is it not two weeks of quarantine? Once you leave the bubble, if I trade him, who do I get? I can get anyone and it'll be for a bench spot. And who do I make captain? <laughs> ah. there. We, don't, we don't know about us, to be honest. So players have come back after a week with the bubble this year. It's kind of case by case basis, as you mentioned. So we can't know either way. I mean, there's a chance he misses both weeks. So as we've said, you know, decent argument for trading him out. Uh, who to bring in? I've got no specific ones apart from the guys who have been, you know, scoring 65 points a game all year. It's pretty much the obvious ones at this point. Yeah, just who's been scoring the best and, and get them in. Um, who to make captain, I think, yeah, we touched on before, but Cleary's probably the best, but McInnes is good. Carrigan's an option with Haas out. Um, they're probably the, the main they're ones. The, the, the top three, yeah. yeah. And it's just for, for head-to-head. Um, you know, if you're the favourite, then probably try to match your opponent's captain, which will probably be Cleary. If you're um, underdog, then maybe go, you know, go someone you think your opponent won't go, like a Carrigan or whatever, and hope that they jag 100. Yeah, exactly right. 
Um, Aaron writes in, he's ranked just outside the top 1,000 with three trades left. I don't know how that's impressive work to be that quiet nice. the rankings with three trades still in your, uh, your back pocket. Nicely done. Thinking of trading Haas and also Josh McGuire for two guns I don't currently own with uh, 80K sitting in the bank. Can basically get anyone in that case. Um, options are Cherry Evans, Bateman, Torhu, Cam Smith, Cook and Angus Crichton. Could even mm. bring Haas back the following week with the final trade. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's a great position. Um, yeah, so I'd make DCE one of them. Yeah. And then I'd probably... I like Toho Harris, who's a really reliable 65-point player. He's not in my team, and I've uh, been jealous of him for a, a while. So I think he's right up there. Cook and Smith, obviously, always, always uh, very solid. Is Angus yeah. Crichton back to the... Yeah, bench on the bench this week, this week with yeah. um, so. a few tweaks in there. He, he was phenomenal so. last week. I think he played the 80 minutes or just about. He was he started in the yep. middle and then I think he played a bit of edge, a bit of middle once Cordner went off. But back to the bench this week, I wouldn't look at him as ahead of any of yep, those really. other guys. Um, Cameron Smith could be a resting candidate either in-game yep. up by a lot or for round 20 potentially. Um, Cook has come good and Souths are kind of scrapping to try and get a home final or still pushing for an outside chance of a top four, I think. So he's probably not so much of a, a resting candidate, you wouldn't think. So, yep. um, yeah, I think I agree with you. Cherry Evans probably the top and then it's almost hard to split between Bateman, Torhu and Cook for the, um, the second one. Yeah, I think Bateman probably needs a try or a big play to get those really big scores, whereas yeah. Torhu Harris gets them pretty consistently. Base. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably Torhu, then Cook in either order, and then Bateman just below them, and I'll, I wouldn't go the other two, I don't think. Yep. Nice. That's all our questions. Um, shall we? I'll put in an early shout-out for next week. We're going to be running through everyone's hard luck stories of the year. Um, so tweet us up through the week or on next Tuesday ahead of the podcast with your your bad beats. Um, mm-hmm. had a few this week. Bad, bad trades. Bad trades, your worst mistakes. I've got a few of those as well. I can bust out on the, uh, the final podcast of the year. So telling a few stories because no one will have any trades to play with pretty much by this time <laughs> next week. Absolutely. We'll have a lot to fill the uh, 45 minutes with, I think. In between now and then, keep an eye out for myself and Tanisha Stanton um, for our second last Wednesday video of the year. Uh, Late Mail Crew podcast on Thursday. Late Mail breaking news, as always, on Thanks again to our sponsors, Harvey Norm. We'll be back for our final podcast next week. Okay.